Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This episode of Writing Excuses has been brought to you by Audible. Visit audiblepodcast.com slash excuse for free trial membership. All right. This is Writing Excuses, Season 4, Episode 16, Breaking the Fourth Wall. Fifteen minutes long, because you're in a hurry. And we're not that smart. I'm Brandon. I'm Howard. And I'm Isaac. And we still have Dan on a book tour. Yay, Dan. So lots of books. Um, And we decided that we would want this the time to do a Breaking the Fourth Wall panel, because it's something that... um, Panel. I'm still in... um, (laughs) I've been doing way too many science fiction adventures lately. Um... (laughs) A breaking the fourth wall podcast because this is something we all do. Howard um, uses his narrator. I've written the Alcatraz books, which are very in-your-face breaking the fourth wall. And Isaac's animation often uses a narrator um, who too much dramatic and humorous intent. Um, so let's define it first. What is breaking the fourth wall, Howard? It's a theater term. It mm-hmm. grows out of the fact that uh, when you are on stage, there are three walls to the stage. You know, uh-huh. stage left, stage right, and the backdrop. And then there is an invisible fourth wall between you and the audience. When you break the fourth wall, you as a player on the stage are acknowledging the existence of the audience on the other side of that wall. Uh, It stops being a wall, starts being a window or a door or Mm -hmm. nothing. Um, An example of breaking the fourth wall unintentionally in, in a, well, unintentionally, he did it on purpose. Samuel L. Jackson was doing a stage play and somebody in the theater answered their cell phone and Samuel L. Jackson stopped performing, turns to that person and pointed at him and in true Samuel L. Jackson form, cussed at him and told him to get out of the theater. Okay. That is breaking the fourth wall. (laughs) Right. That's a very extreme example, but there are narrative Examples there as are well. narrative examples that grow yeah. out of this theater tradition, but that's right. where the word comes from. Um, because you know, a lot of you have probably seen the Ferris Bueller's Day Off show, in which Ferris Bueller will actually address the camera, um, acting as if for a few moments he is speaking to an audience that he knows. Um, and other times he is not. Howard, you will use your narrator. Tell me why you decided to use the narrator the way you do. Um, there are jokes that I wanted to tell that were inappropriate for the characters to tell. If, you know, if a character makes a certain kind of joke, it means the character has knowledge that the character shouldn't have. And once you give the character that kind of knowledge, it's hard to back away from it. Right. If the narrator has this knowledge, yeah. uh, you know, the narrator, the schlock mercenary narrator has a full understanding of human history and galactic history and can throw commentary about any of these things at any time, and he has an understanding of the culture that the reader is embedded in. And so sometimes the narrator addresses the reader directly and says, if you were on this particular space station, boy, you'd be lost mm-hmm. because you can't even find your way around New York City. Um, and it's a joke about you know, you and modern culture. And, and I, I use the narrator for it because at the time, uh, instinctively, it felt right. I mm-hmm. look back at it, and I realize that that was probably my subconscious telling me, 
Please don't break the characters. Right. Well, it allows you to have a method of mixing omniscient and a first-person voice. Yep. Um, in a way, books, there are very different, different ways to do this. But anytime we include even, as we talked about in our last one, a map in the book, or we include epigraphs, beginning of chapters, or things like this, we're taking one step toward breaking the fourth wall. It's yep. acknowledging that this book is indeed a book, a story for people who are not familiar with this. But well, and that's when when Ferris Bueller, uh, at the end of Ferris Bueller's day off, the end of the credits, when Ferris Bueller says, what? You're still here? Go home. Right. He's not just acknowledging that there's an audience. Right. He is acknowledging that we are in a theater. Right. And then at the end of, was it Toy Story? Yeah, it was Toy Story 2, mm -hmm. where Barbie kind of does the same thing. And she's telling everybody, you know, thank you, you know, go to the exits, uh -huh. and oh, my face hurts. It's a beautiful nod to Ferris Bueller, and it's right. acknowledgement. You're in a theater, and the theater has exits. Right. Now, you do earlier on in the Schlock comic, you don't do it very often anymore, you had the characters address the readers. Why did you stop? Why did you do it when you did it? Um, I did it when I, I did it when I did it because I didn't know any better to not do it. Okay. I felt like... I, I was not, uh, 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 stammer, stammer, stammer. I was not well enough versed in any genre to realize that fourth wall breaking is dangerous, and mm -hmm. a lot of people just won't find it funny. It's right. often a cheap way to get a laugh. And I think it's overdone in comics, particularly in web comics. And you'll find, personally, this is just my, my arm charring on it, but you'll find early web comics, the early in their cycle, tend to do it a lot more often than later. Uh, which is, is very interesting. And I think that is us as web cartoonists maturing as writers and realizing that that's the easy joke. I need to make a, I need to make a better joke. Right. And it, sometimes breaking the fourth wall is inherently funny and inherently right and needs to be done that way. And sometimes it's the only joke we can think of and we really have to have an update today. And uh, I... I, yeah, I've done that once or twice. Mm -hmm. You know, when Schlock shows up, it, it was an early strip, uh, you know, where they, they were all running back from someplace, and, and Brea says, you know, I see none of you brought back a punchline. And Schlock says, well, you know, my, my hands were full. Uh, and, and that was me saying, I can't think of a joke, but I need to tell this piece of a story. And that's just lazy writing, but I got away with it. Well, there are times to use it, though. Um, you did, Isaac, you did the, these directions, and I thought that the narrator in these, these animated sequences was, was an integral component to making it work. The, the, there was a reason that we finally decided on that. We had tried several different things trying to get it to work, and they were all too long. Mm -hmm. and we needed to tell a quick bit of a story in about two minutes in between gameplay. And uh, we found that using a narrator number one could make it funny, and number two, it could get us from point A to point B in a quick time. Um, but well, that's It allows you to contrast. You would have yeah. the narrator say something, and the visuals you would show would be in contrast to that, yeah. which is one of the classic ways to break the fourth wall and make it really funny by, you know, having the narrator say, and they were just fine as, you know, things are exploding, and obviously and the narrator got a different script or something like this. And another thing that we did is we had the narrator argue with the... Uh, Characters. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. um, you pick on a particular character in 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 particular. So you made the you made the narrator a character himself. Mm -hmm. um, that you you establish this is kind of narrator or announcer man. 
um, who narrates in this sort of verbose, excited way, and the characters are then like, See, wait, you what? Use radio voice? Is it was, it was very much a, a uh, how did it go? And now they are in space. Radio, radio voice. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm the narrator, and yeah. yeah. Uh, Very the, overdone. I was going to do it early schlock mercenary strips. I was going to have the group teleport from one place to another and, and notice that the narrations are gone. And then the narrator shows up and says, no, I'm not teleporting with you. That's way too dangerous. I went the long way. Um, and I, at the time, I thought, that's a funny joke. I need to find a way to do that. And then I realized, no, that doesn't just break the characters, that breaks the universe. Right. <laughs> That's just, it's wrong, I can't get away with telling that. Right. Hey writers, are you thinking about learning a new language? I think exploring the world, experiencing other cultures, and being able to communicate with people outside your everyday experience lets you create richer, better stories. A great way to do that is with Rosetta Stone, a trusted expert for over 30 years with millions of users in 25 languages offered. They use an immersive technique which leads to fast language acquisition. It's an intuitive process that helps you really learn to speak, listen, and most of all think in the language you're trying to learn. They also feature true accent speech recognition technology that gives you feedback on your pronunciation. It's like having a voice coach in your home. Learn at home or on the go with a desktop and mobile app that let you download and access lessons even when you're offline. And it's an amazing value. A lifetime membership gives you access to all 25 languages, including Spanish, French, Italian, German, Japanese, and, of course, Korean. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Writing Excuses listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. So we're going to come um, do an advertisement, and then we are going to come back and talk about how to do this. And the advertisement is actually for my book, Alcatraz vs. the Evil Librarians, which I haven't talked about yet, um, but uh, we haven't talked about in the podcast yet. Uh, Alcatraz vs. the Evil Librarians, the entire shtick of it is Alcatraz, the narrator, writing this book, and addressing you as a reader and playing with the form of what makes a novel. Um, and the, the first book has a very nice audiobook read um, very, very well, um, and I think you'll enjoy it. So uh, go to audiblepodcast.com slash excuse. Uh, give Alcatraz vs. Evil Librarians a try if you haven't already. And I'm now going to talk about why I decided to do what I did with Alcatraz, because... Um, when I sat down to write Alcatraz, I wanted to do something very different from whatever what I'd done before. And that meant going in different directions, trying some really extreme things, which for me was breaking the fourth wall. When I write my epic fantasies, I take a lot of I make a lot of effort to never 
pull the reader out of the story. It's full immersion. I want it to be internally consistent and internally co cohesive. And the moment you break the w fourth wall, you lose credibility in that area. You lose all of it. You lose all of it. And so it be the book becomes something very different. Now, there are ways to, to address the, the reader with a, with a narrative that doesn't completely throw you out. I mean, Tolkien almost does it a couple times when he's using omniscient. And, um, Tolkien and almost does it. Uh, Terry Pratchett's footnotes flirt with it. <laughs> Uh, pretty close. Yeah. Uh, the um, yeah they <laughs> they they walk the line, but because they are footnotes, right? We will accept them as being outside the text. Yeah. And well, and both of those kind of have um, have a more present narrator than a lot of what I'm trying to do. Um, so when I when I did Alcatraz, I wanted to have a very present narrator who was playing with the form of the novel. And breaking the fourth wall allowed me to do this. When I start with a cliffhanger and then say starting with a cliffhanger is a really um, annoying thing to do, um, it suddenly builds a character for Alcatraz, the narrator, who becomes someone interesting that's, a, that's another depth to the books. And I will tell you, the danger of this is some people hate it. Some people absolutely detest it. You as listeners, some of you might absolutely detest it. It's doing something completely different. And there are those that read the Al Alcatraz books or just a few pages and say, this is not for me because this breaks the story. Um, this Alcatraz was my first Brandon Sanderson novel. Uh, Sandra read it to me while I was working. Uh, the audiobook version wasn't available yet. Um, she read it to me and I interrupted her a couple of times and I said, seriously? Brandon is getting away with this because I knew enough. I knew enough about the way fiction is written to know that you weren't just experimenting with the form. You were taking three or four rules at once and saying, I'm going to break all of them at the same time, including pointing at myself doing it. And then I'm going to move ahead uh, and 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 go on with it anyway. And you know what? What you said about that defining Alcatraz's character right. I didn't figure that out until, uh, oh, about halfway through the book. And once I twigged to it, I realized, oh, he's a genius. This Brandon Sanderson, he's, he's brilliant. I just wish I'd figured it out sooner. Well, it certainly does create a feel for the Alcatraz books that that take it or like it or dislike it is there. And I think this is one thing when we were talking about this podcast earlier that, that Howard pointed out. Um, if you have, if you're going to break the fourth wall, you really need to make a decision as a writer. Is it how am I going to use this as part of my story? Um, what is, it, it's got to be something consistent because if you just do it once, if throughout the entire Schlockiverse, one time Schlock looks at the camera and mentions something, that part is going to stand out so much that it could undermine your story. It, it, it either needs to be part of the part of the shtick, or it needs to be left out completely. Once is too many. If yes. you only ever do it once, that was one time too many. Yeah. Uh, but if you do it 10 times, 10 times might also be too many, depending on how you're doing it. There's some, there's this happy medium in there. And you as the writer uh, listening to this podcast, is that breaking the fourth wall? No, we no know the audience we, is there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There is no fourth wall. There's no fourth wall. Um, uh, you, dear listener, uh, are, are going to have to make that decision. You're going to have to mm -hmm. find where that balance is and, and strike it very carefully. It's yeah. Did you have something? I was just going to say it's it's kind of like the the cohesion we were talking about in the previous podcast mm -hmm. that um, like a painting where the colors don't match, you it will it will stick out like a sore thumb yeah. in a book, and 
making sure that the cohesion and the colors uh, match. We had in the that book. when we talked about uh, when we talked about humor and mm -hmm. we talked about Warbreaker. Right. You and I had some really interesting conversations in the gym, right. where uh, early on in your you know wrestling with was it Moshe or Joshua? Yeah, Moshe. Wrestling with Moshe over these jokes. Um, the two of you did ha, did not yet realize that the problem with the jokes wasn't that the jokes weren't funny, which I think was Moshe's right. first stab at it. Is any of these jokes aren't funny? No, of course they're funny, but that the jokes were breaking the fourth wall in small ways. Yeah, very small ways. And this is something. This is a very good point to bring out because I didn't realize I was breaking the fourth wall. But the reason I was breaking and neither the fourth did wall, Moshe. No, we didn't. And what was happening is I was referencing. I was taking one step too far close to referencing things in this world. Um, and a lot of new writers try to make a pun off of a cliched term that we have in our world. You know, that's a burden hands worth uh, two in the bush or yeah. this sort of thing where you use one of these terms and then you make a pun off of it and ha ha, it's funny, except by making that pun, you are implying that in world they have that same idiom which then destroys the, the sense of cohesiveness. And these are the sorts of things I was doing. None of them were addressing the reader, but I would, I would reference like an earth animal and just, I would be making the assumption, oh, they have horses, so they have this earth animal. But Moshe is saying, no, they're in a tropical environment. Um, you're setting this in a Hawaii-like area. They're not gonna know this animal, even if it exists in the world, you're breaking the fourth wall in order to have a joke. And we didn't, we didn't even realize that was a problem. And I think this is, this is a serious issue for new writers. No, breaking the fourth wall accidentally or, you know, taking two steps toward it um, is something you need to be aware of. It might be the note of a lazy writer, too. Yeah. Because if you sit and think about the world, you may can come up with new ways to do this. I was reading an article today about um, a linguist that they hired to do um, a language for the Game of Thrones HBO TV series. Uh-huh. And the, he came up with something like 1,800 words for the uh, the horse riders, I forget their names, uh -huh. and some of the idioms that he came up with were things that had to do with with horses, right. or or the word for dream was something like um, wooden play, mm -hmm. because in their culture, wood was considered to be false or fake. Right. So they add that into all of the different words, and it it played out through that whole language. But it would be the same thing. Exactly. Um, Robert Jordan's very good at this. Um, I personally think if you look at his viewpoints written from characters who are outside, you know, are, are for, are the Aiel or things like this. Um, but one of the things you'll learn, and, and we'll probably end right after this, but one of the things you'll learn if you study other cultures is that sometimes some things do transcend culture. For instance, mm -hmm. we have the, the phrase in English, speak of the devil. Um, well, in Korean, they have a phrase that says, Horangi idemo mahamyan onda. If you say the name of the tiger, he will come. Um, which is exactly the same idiom, and it's because the same. We've noticed the same thing, but in in world they are not going to use you know speak of the devil. I think in the a world. idiom in, in French. I don't know the French is right. uh, you know speak the name of the wolf and lo he appears. Yeah, and so you can use some of these things to say look human experience. Humans are humans, and they will they will notice these things, but make it in world rather than using the the phrase that we use. And suddenly you will have world building, you will have cohesion, and then you can make a pun off of that if you wanted to make a joke. And that's what my narrator's for. Yeah, he points out that uh, it, there there is this, a moment where two characters are talking, and one of them says, uh, you know, just because the two words sound alike doesn't mean you should be expecting any mercy from the mercenaries. And the narrator says, interestingly, this pun works as well in Gal Standard East as it does in English. 
and yep. you know, there, I've broken the fourth wall twice. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and because I did it the second time, it worked. All right, I'm going to force Isaac to give us writing prompt. Awesome. Okay, well, I was thinking about these different cultures, and um, in the Philippines, one of their kind of pseudo cuss words is they say anak nung pating, which means son of a shark. <laughs> and uh, so your writing prompt is to write a story where somebody is really a son of a shark and breaks the fourth wall, which happens to be the glass wall at an aquarium. But no lava girl. But no lava girl. <laughs> All right, this has been Writing Excuses. You're out of excuses. Now go write. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.